All right, welcome back to another episode of the Pin High Podcast presented by Golficity. Uh, we're going to be talking about Patrick Cantley's $15 million win this weekend at Eastlake. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the FedEx Cup uh, format and what we think about you know, whether it needs to be changed or not. And we're also going to do a little bit of a Ryder Cup draft uh, to close it out. There's no PGA Tour event this weekend, so we have built a bit of an interesting episode. So let's get into it. This is Jordan Spieth here, and this is the Dan Hyde Podcast. All right, let's get inside the ropes. Uh, so Patrick Cantley, I mean, he goes wire, wire to wire, obviously, because he starts as, as the week, as, as the first, or round zero leader, we'll call it, in, in honor of like week zero of, yeah. of uh, college football. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, yeah, he goes wire to wire with it. Almost I mean, yeah, kind of didn't at the end. Rom Rom flirted, but Rom ran out of holes. But uh, I mean, he played well enough to hold on to the lead, and that's just kind of the way it was. I mean, I believe the he ended up eleven under for the week, which was, hmm. was definitely not the best out of anyone. But he played well enough to yeah to keep it, and he the, earned that right, absolutely. Which is why, I mean, I guess we'll kind of get into it which is why i think like you earn that right throughout the season like otherwise why would people try during 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 the season as much right why would they play as many events the format so yeah a lot of people have been talking about the format lately um is it the right format should they change it again um should they go back to the old way He, he definitely earned the right to to have that lead but I feel like the last few events are very like backloaded where like you you have to get hot at the right time to win the FedEx Cup. Because a, a, like a normal win earlier in the season compared to a BMW championship win, like the BMW championship win is so much worth so much more than like a normal win. Fair. But you're also competing against yeah. the, the those that those top 70 guys that earned to be there. So I get that. It could be amended in some way, but you know, what kind of way do you think are you are you suggesting? I mean, I I'm thinking that like the staggered score makes sense at some point. Like I think that like the top five guys or the top four guys should all start the same score. So like one let's say one, two, three, four, and five all start and under. Mm-hmm. And then you go down to eight. Yeah, ten to seven is is a big jump to be had for a weekend. Exactly. And like John Rahm started off, what was he at six? And like he came yeah. all the way back to 20 under. Um, I think he was tied with Kevin Na for the lowest aggregate score of the week. Right. Um, he just like, it, he, he ran, he didn't have enough holes to come back and, and get to that 21 under or whatever Cantley was at. So, and if you I'm, are going to have the, you know, it be that way with that format, that staggered format, then the BMW championship and their own trust shouldn't be worth as much as they are. They still should be worth more because they are the playoffs. But I think they're I, worth I understand what much. you're saying. Because like T- Tony Finau won the, the Northern Trust and like he ended up going up to number one in the leaderboard and like he hadn't won at all this year. Like it, it, mm-hmm. he shouldn't have gone up to number one with just one win. 
So like, I think it was just worth a little bit too much. And I think it's worth looking into. I think the staggered score makes sense. I don't think having two winners makes a whole lot, whole lot of sense anymore. Like, I mean, the last time Tiger won the tour championship and who was it who won the, the FedEx cup? Like Justin Rose. Yeah. Justin Rose won the FedEx Nobody cup. Nobody like, No one cared because Tiger won the, the tour championship. So it's like, you know, you can't have that happening, but I feel like there's a way to do it where it's more of an even playing field where someone like a John Rahm who finished, you know, first, second, third, fourth in the FedEx cup going into this week um, has a fair chance because he played just as well the entire year. And there are smart people in the world of golf. Like there's a happy medium to be had here. You don't have to, you don't like, just because we might not be able to come up with, with one right now on our, podcast that we do uh, once a week as 22 year olds doesn't mean that there isn't a solution out there and yeah the question i qu- posed the question on reddit uh this week it got a ton of comments like you know over 100 people commenting on how they would fix it and like you know everybody had different <laughs> ideas some people had some good ideas some people had terrible ideas but um like there's definitely a lot of different ways they could do it i heard match play being thrown around a lot maybe something like the usam like we said a couple weeks ago where like you know, the first three days are, you know, is like a tournament style play. And then the last day is a match play between the top, however many, or the opposite where like you could have the first three days be a match play. And then like the final four or final eight gets to go into like a, a stroke play tournament on the last day for, to win it all. I don't know. Right. It's just like, it's, it's, a, there's some different ways of doing it. I don't think the PGA tour wants to put match play into the, into the, the tour championship singles, cup. Yeah, but like how would you do that yeah i don't i don't i don't know if match play logistically makes sense yeah i don't think match play is it but i think more people should have a chance at it i think if you're finishing you know going into the week if you're one through ten you should have a good chance you know of being able to win the fedex cup um like i said maybe one through five starts at ten and then five through ten starts at eight and then it goes down from there but yeah because you still have that advantage like you have two strokes on a lot of the field or four strokes on a lot of the field or five like six or whatever it ends up being but it's not like you just automatically like have that three stroke lead on just who's in second place if you're patrick cantley like yeah he was gonna win like and it's a lot of money between like you know first and second and second and third and third and fourth like there's a lot on the line here i think john rom I think he'll be player of the year moving on to that. Like I just, you know, he, he won a major, um, he was pretty much top 10 in almost every event. I felt like, yeah. uh, competing in every event. And, um, you know, he, the Memorial, he should have won at, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, if, if he didn't get COVID and, or even test positive for COVID at the Memorial and he won the Memorial, he would have probably been the, the 10 under guy this week. Probably. Yeah. And then he would have won the FedEx Cup. So the memorial cost him, you know, almost let's see, it was like ten million dollars between but first do you and think second so, and then a million dollars. Cantley's even with Cantley's um I think he might have, yeah. Even if even if he would have been up a couple more spots. So he would have and he only lost by a stroke to Cantley. So he would have won the, yes. the FedEx okay. Cup. Yeah, you know, so right. I it cost him around like a little bit over 11 million dollars because he it would have been the two million dollars that you win for that and then the 10 million dollars between first and second so i mean it 
it is unlucky that it costs him that. I don't think he needs the money that bad, but like it would no. be nice to to have so, twelve million more dollars and he could have had. Here's a question for you. Who do you think wins rookie of the year? Let's see. What are the options here for rookie of the year? I'm trying um, to think. So there's Zalatoris. There's I mean, off the top of my head, like that Wilco nine aber guy. No. Yeah, Garrick Higo. Garrick Higo, no. So here we go. Uh, uh, Zalatoris, McIntyre. They say Victor Perez is a rookie. Guido. Um, I don't think anyone else is really worth. It might be staggeringly. Yeah, I think it's Will Zalatoris or Robert McIntyre, one or the other. I mean, but it's one. It's it's. It's Zalatoris if you're just talking even popular like at that point's popularity and was Will Zalatoris. Yeah. I mean, yeah, probably Will Zalatoris. I mean, it, it sucks that he couldn't get a win because he couldn't get into the FedEx Cup playoffs. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't even playing weeks. great golf. No, but he would have made it in. It'll be interesting to see how he goes into the ne- this next season. Um, yeah. Know, I mean, he definitely needs to fix his putting for sure. Um, yeah. Definitely. But yeah, I, I would I would go with him. I think Scheffler won last year, so Zalatoris winning this mm-hmm. year. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and then we also had Brooks. He had to uh withdraw after hitting a tr- tree root that was massive. Yeah. Um and obviously he misses this uh charity match for 250k as with Dave Portnoy, but also um who knows what's going on with the Ryder Cup for him? Like he's had wrist injuries in the past. I don't know if it's the same wrist, but you don't know if that's gonna, you know, what that's gonna do to him. I mean, it's it's a good thing the Ryder Cup is what three weeks away. So yeah, it's it's, it's, it's you know it's a good thing that there's an app. We'll see what happens. I mean, he's he's locked into a spot right now. I mean, if he can't play, there's plenty of good players that. That could replace him. I mean, we'll get into it a little bit later. Who we think's gonna win, no, or who we think's gonna get in? But, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he still takes on takes home a pretty hefty check for finishing, I guess, in the thirtieth spot. So, speaking of the Ryder Cup, I went to Whistling Straits today. I don't know if you saw my Instagram story. Oh Lord, is that a beautiful golf course? It is a really nice golf course. I I swear, dude, it's it's unreal. Wisconsin and 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 upstate New York, and you know, but just like the cold places in the fall, though, mm-hmm. it hits different. It yeah, hits right different. Off, right off the coast too. Uh, oh my god! I mean, I don't know what the coloring. You can tell me that that's right a, a great lake. It's the ocean. <laughs> it's the ocean. I look out and I see a horizon with no land it's the ocean looks like the ocean to you <laughs> it's not it's not by the books the ocean but come on <laughs> but that's besides the point um yeah no whistling straights i i really only got to see the first tee today um but the grandstand is huge behind the first tee so that's they're gonna be making a oh, bunch it's, of it's noise be like, surrounding the first tee and that first hole, like I could tell, like obviously the first hole is probably an easier hole on a Lynx course, one of the lower or higher handicaps, whatever, where, however you want to, uh, you know, put it. But with the wind, that place is going to be 
is going to be crazy to play at. Yeah, I'm, Whistling Straits is a, a really you cool miss golf the course. fairway, and you're yeah, you're, you're done. Either in Fescue. very thick rough, and that is like the best case scenario. Yeah, or you're in a weird bunker that the lip is so high, or you're in deep fescue. It, it High fescue, I guess. Should should be fun. Whistling Straits is a great golf course, especially for a Ryder Cup. I think they absolutely killed it. Um, selecting Whistling Straits as a Ryder Cup golf course. The surrounding now, area is just gonna simply play the smallest place ever. So it's gonna be weird because um, I'm hearing that there's gonna be sixty five thousand fans a day. Yeah, sounds for about right. Reference at the BMW Championship, there's twenty one thousand fans a day. And I thought that was packed on like Saturday and Sunday. I was like, oh, wow, there's so many people. It's triple that. And I was like, I just, I don't know what that's going to be like. And it's not going to be like a normal golf crowd. It's going to be like no, a rowdy, and it's gonna be rowdy a rowdier golf crowd. golf crowd, which is just, it's beyond me. That's going to be such a cool event. I yeah, very excited for that. I mean, like I said, it's a couple of weeks away, but it's really the next thing to look forward to. Um, yeah, it sucks. I mean, I'm not going to be there for the actual event. Which is just yeah, so disappointing. But that to you. Um, you know. I mean, yeah. Before we get into that, how about um, Team Europe today won the Solheim Cup? Mm-hmm. I watched the end of that today. Um, U.S. made a charge at the end. They were they were in a lot of the matches at the end, and like they could have made it close, but uh, a couple missed putts, and you know, Team Europe was able to close it out. But very fascinating golf. Like these these women are insane. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of really long putts were made. It was just an incredible tournament. I think I think it, they need to put it on like NBC or like they, yeah, not just on the golf. And not track. finish on a what, why are you finishing on a Monday? Weather? I don't know. They just I think they were just planning to finish on a Monday. They shouldn't do that. I mean, it it is Labor Day, so like oh, holiday. okay, true. My bad. I was not operating on that because I flew to wisconsin this morning um but yeah no i wish i could have watched but i i was doing stuff um you know traveling and everything but yeah no these team events are always just so much fun to watch no matter you know men's women's college amateur you know professional they're, they're all so much fun to watch yeah the, the way they set up the golf course too is insane um the 16th hole at inverness was a uh 283 yard par four so Eagle. they were all just pulling driver and like hitting it really close, like for eagle opportunities. So, That's so uh, much that fun. was fun, especially down the stretch. It, like if the seventeenth, seventeenth at Whistling, gonna be crazy. I True. I hope I get to like somehow see that because that's on our pin high course. I think it is. I believe it's like a two hundred and thirty yard par three. Yeah, but not a lot of room to miss. Nothing in between the green and the yeah. And the two bucks. <laughs> um and not a lot of room to miss around the green like there's not like it's like it's no there's no like chipping area and if there is it's very small could yield um, a very high score <laughs> yes which in match play doesn't really matter there's a high score but like that's where that I is mean, where if you're a match coming could down and lost yeah if you're coming down on a match and you're like all square and all of a sudden somebody hits it over you're and someone hits the green then like yeah it's, yeah it's, it's finito right there um before, Solheim Cup before, I, from what I've seen uh looks awesome that's another uh event that BMW that our BMWs are at um this uh other guy Greg um is there for the loadout of the vehicles and 
but he's doing he's not like do, apparently doing a lot during the tournament so he's just there as a, like he's been spect- spectating this this week he's been like at the first tee which That's sounds cool. awesome yeah like he's literally just spectating the solheim cup having probably having the time you know, yeah and some, some of these women like like you know how like everybody gets quiet before a golf shot like they're on the first tee and like everybody's going crazy like while they're hitting a shot it's 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 mm-hmm. unbelievable and they're all probably all like encouraging it too i've seen yeah exactly uh, yeah so just great great uh environments for that um on that note let's move into stat of the week yeah So stat of the week, um, since Brooks Kepka withdrew from from the tournament, that left an odd number. So Joaquin Neiman ended up going off uh, as the first tee time uh, yesterday. And uh, you know what? He didn't think he was going to do this. But once they were through about nine holes and realized they were on pace, he decided to try to break the record for fastest round at Eastlake. <laughs> so, which is just, just a wild. It was held by he Kevin Na, right? That. Before yeah, that. So it was held by Kevin Na. It was a, an hour and 59 minutes uh, held by Kevin Na. And, you know, he's playing this final round by himself. I mean, his caddy, his caddy decided to take um, only three balls. So they only took three balls. They took a bunch of stuff out of his bag. Uh, making sure the bag was light just in case they decided they were going to go for it, um, which was not the plan, but they did mm-hmm. They did it anyway because he's playing pretty quick. So um, through 16, uh, they started running after all the shots, which was really funny. Yeah. Just he, to didn't see he put him, on like, running shoes? I'm, I'm pretty sure he was wearing like like running shoes. Yeah. So him and his caddy are just like running after every shot, um, 16, 17, 18. Um, brutal for the caddy. Trying to, trying to beat the clock. Um yeah, no, Caddy's the MVP for that. Probably deserves a, a nice bonus. Yes. Um, but yeah, so he ends up coming in and clocking in at one hour and 53 minutes. So he beats the the recorded fastest recorded round record by about six minutes. It was so, Kevin Nob before, right? Yeah, Kevin Nob was yeah. was the the previous uh holder of that record, I guess. So did I talk about Russell Henley's funny. round last week at the BMW? Yeah, he did something yeah. similar. Yeah, like not not like under not two, sub hours, two hours, but it was like but... it was like it was just above two hours, and he shot five under. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what what did Neiman shoot? He made a he made a bomb putt on a. On yes, 16. he did. That yeah. would kind of help the cause. Uh, yeah. He was two over. That that's not terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously that course is a scoring course, but he was trying to break a record. So, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really matter where where he was going to finish anyway. So yeah, um, um cool. so there's n- there's no skins this week. Because there's no tournament, the uh, Fortinet Championship, which was the Safeway Open, um, it's in Napa. It's where Cam- Cameron Champ won. Yes, uh, he did at some point, right? Uh, two years ago. And they have the, the barrel. Year, Stuart Sink won last year. Yeah, they have the barrel as the trophy, right? Mm-hmm. It's a cool trophy. I would like that trophy. Um, maybe not as number one, but it's 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 a cool one. Uh, so yeah, we're not doing that this week. There's gonna be four skins on the line next week for that, which is gonna be interesting because it's just like a like yeah, close your eyes and term. point at a winner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess we can talk a little bit about Roback before we move into our Ryder Cup. Um, of course, one of us has to have on some some of the merch. Jeek's got it. Um, um, I was talking to yeah. them recently. They're going to be at the Ryder Cup, which uh, sucks because um, we're not going to be there at the same time. We're going to coordinate some, but didn't work out. But anyway, you can go into the link in our bio uh, buy, and click on the Roback link. And just using that link, you'll get 15% off uh, your order as soon as you add it to the cart. So go do that at the link in the Instagram bio or the Twitter bio, really anything there is. 
Yep, really good deal. They have a lot of cool stuff right now, so yep. definitely, definitely look at that. Right. So let's get into our draft. Um, it's draft season right now. Fantasy drafts. Uh, I guess you can you can call it a Ryder Cup draft right now. I mean, so we have six players from each team that are fully qualified right now, right? Yeah. So the six, I'll go through this. We'll start with the USA. So I'll go yes. with the six for the USA right now. Colin Morikawa, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka, who we're still unsure if he's going to play or not. Let's say yeah, he's playing. We wanna yeah, let's say Brooks ours? is playing. We'll, we'll do an alternate at the end. Okay. Um, Justin Thomas and Patrick Cantley. So those are the six that are in, and then you have to pick six more. So, um, I mean, right off the bat, there's there's two guys for sure that are definitely Xander in. and Jordan. Yes. So Xander, Tony's a lock as well. In. And Tony Finau over the last couple of weeks put himself into the conversation as being a lock. So yes, those three are in. There's three more That's to like go. Chris English is in. I mean, yes, I believe Harris English would be in, especially how he's played recently. I mean, and he does have a couple wins this year from the beginning of the year. Um, I think yeah, he deserves I, I put it. Harris English in, so that's four. Now, do we think Patrick Reed will be ready? I think so. Okay, so he's in. Yes, I would say Patrick Reed is in. Just if he's if he's healthy enough, which he looked good this week. I mean, obviously he's starting off at the bottom. The, of that 30th uh where did he end up finishing i don't know but he looked good this week he withstood the rounds in the heat um yeah i mean i think he'll be ready in three weeks and this 12th one i think really at the end of the day comes down to those 12th through 14th spots yeah, i don't think so i, so I think there's one more spot for horschel Berger, webb simpson scotty scheffler Jason Kokrak and probably Sam Burns is the last person to look at. I think Sam. I don't Burns think Sam Burns in. is it. The only thing I would no say chance, about Sam, honestly, the only thing I would say about Sam Burns is he does kind of fit the profile of a player who would play well at Whistling Straits, but I don't think he's right. going to get picked. But that's the only thing I would say about him. Personally, I don't think Jason Kokrak's in. Personally, I would lead towards Scotty Scheffler. I could see a lot of people saying Daniel Berger just because of how like reliable and just like you know solid he is, but it's really like you, need, the the you day, need somebody like Scotty Scheffler. I feel like Scotty Scheffler is a guy. It's who you think is going to to be the pick versus who you want to be the pick, and I want Scotty Scheffler. I really hope it's not Webb Simpson because he doesn't fit the course. He's not playing well. I, I, I don't. I just don't think Daniel it's going to be Webb Simpson. I think it's between Scheffler and Berger. I think it's going to be Scheffler because of his mat. He won the match play this year, didn't he? Or did he come in second? Biho did. Beho That's did. why so I wouldn't came sleep in on. I also wouldn't sleep on on Biho. But still, so Scotty Scheffler comes in second in the match play. He hits the ball pretty far. Good in strokes gain approach. I mean, solid putter when he's on so i i think it's gonna be scotty so that that fits the profile of daniel Berger too though i mean a scotty chef or jordan spieth pairing if they if they don't do spieth thomas i mean it's spieth reed usually is it not it, give or take i feel like yeah. jordan spieth and, and justin thomas are trying to play together yeah because it was, it was thomas woods in the president's cup yeah um yeah i i hope it's scheffler i really do 
I mean, yeah, it's, I think it's between the two of them. I mean, I think Patrick Reed's in, and I think Harris English is in. So, yeah, between yeah, the two, I of do them. too. I think I think if I had to rank them right now, it would probably be Spieth, Shoffley, Finau, Reed, English, and then one of those last two. Yeah. So Europe, who is in? Gotcha. Because right now it says John Rom, Fleetwood. Uh, Tyrrell Haddon, Rory. They're they're in, which you know that's not very much of a surprise. Obviously, you'd have to imagine Sergio gets a spot. Absolutely, yes. Even though he's so down there, Sergio's probably yeah. captain's pick. Matt Fitzpatrick gets a spot. Would you agree? I would agree that he deserves a spot and he should get a spot. Now, I don't think Whistling Straits fits his game that well, but I think you you got to include him on the team. He just had such a, a great year. Paul Casey gets a spot, 100%. Yes. I mean, he he's a solid player. Yeah. He's definitely a guy you By want the way, to ride I have Paul Casey's hat from the BMW championship that he wore in the trunk. Do you want it? Sure. I'll take it. I'll try to grab it. Um, who else? Uh, McIntyre, I could see him playing well here. I don't know if they'll play. Oh, Hovland's in. Yes, Hovland is in. So what, what is that? that what does that leave us with? That's the four at the top. And then we Casey, did two, Sergio, three. Hovland. So that's seven, we said. Yeah. And then I guess you said Fitzpatrick. Is Lowry? Uh Fitzpatrick was was part of the seven. Okay, he was part of the seven. So is Lowry? Shane Lowry? I think I is that's who I'd take in there. I could see it. Again, not a super long hitter. Not really like I think USA has the advantage in this because of just like the fact that they have so much length mm. off the tee with a lot of these guys. Um, I mean, obviously, Europe has Rom and, and Sergio if he, if he makes the team. Mm-hmm. They both are near so, the top five. But Fifth in the rankings is, is uh, Bern Wies, Wiesberger. That's yes. interesting. So I think he's had a really good year in Europe. And that's got to count where, for something. Yeah, to the point where he's probably going to get selected to the team. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, he's had a really nice year in in Europe. I could see. I, I could see Ian Poulter getting on that team. Yeah, I think he's a fringe guy. I don't know how fringe he is. There's not as much to choose from. On yeah, like, but as much not, when you're looking at as, the names, you just like you don't you see a name like. Thomas Dietrich and you're like I, I'm not gonna pick him but like he's had a really good year like you you just don't know about it Victor Perez he's had a really good year like he's probably yes. I think Victor Perez is probably gonna make the team just based on the year he's had yeah um, he's not a, he's not a player that you or I might pick but I think he's gonna make the team. I hope that okay I don't, I don't want to root against Guido Migliazzi that's why I hope he doesn't make the team because I would love to see Guido Migliazzi as would I. Yeah, this is this is Europe is a tougher one than than USA because like in the USA, you just look through the rankings and you go, you know, so one is it through tougher? twelve and and look at the last guys kind of 
I would rather be the captain of the European team uh, picking because there's so much less ego to deal with when you're picking the te- the teams and so much less like like oh be- just because you that he's like you know he's Tony Fina you have to pick him or just like not that's just for instance or like just because he's Bryson Sham you have to pick him obviously Bryson would make the team anyway but there's so many guys that to choose from from so many different countries with so many different like backgrounds of how their season has gone that like you can really just pick and choose what you think is going to fit the course the best, I think, with no ego attached. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think Europe has a nice mix of young players and, you know, veteran players who have been there before um, to choose from. So it is interesting to see where they're going to go. I I just like, there's so much to choose from here. Do you think Justin Rose makes a team? I don't think Justin Rose has had a good enough season to make the team. I think Lee Westwood hasn't had a good enough end to the season. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I, once again, I wouldn't be surprised to see Lee Westwood's name on the list. When, when I would not either. I'm it, it, it comes out on Wednesday, right? I, like at least Team USA is definitely coming out on Wednesday. I don't know. So the day of the recording of or, or know, the day that yeah. this episode <laughs> comes out, you'll know. Um, they'll have a draft or not a draft uh, the rankings um, come out for who they're for who they're picking for the teams but there's so many ways they can go with the with the European team it's crazy looking at it now yeah I would say Richard Bland would be hilarious true um, was leading the the open was it after day one, U.S. Open, U.S. Open. After Hovland. day two, I think he was. Yeah, leading. after day two as well. Um, I would say Hov. So Hovland, Casey, Fitzpatrick. I guess I would throw Lowry in there. Um, Garcia. We said. Mm-hmm. I think I think Lee Westwood. I would take Lee Westwood. Yeah, and then probably Weisberger and maybe Perez or McIntyre, one or the other. Yeah, and that kind of rounds out the team. Um, you're yeah, not, gonna not, really not as see many anybody like, outside the top twenty. Uh, maybe Poulter um, make the team, but there's a lot of ways you can go within that top twenty. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a like a starting rotation. Like I feel like John Rom's like the ace, and then like Rory's like the A two, and then you just kind of have a bunch of four starters. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to to see what they do with this team. I I think there could be some surprises. I think there could be honestly some just oh yeah, that makes sense if if you pick like, you know, Sergio and, and Ian Poulter at the end because it's like it's just yeah, makes sense the to experience. pick them. Yeah. Go with the with the teammate chemistry. Yeah. Yeah, I mean like Team USA is going to have a lot of guys who've never played in in Ryder Cups before, so and like Presidents Cups, so Right. Um, would be interesting to see. I mean, they will definitely open up as a resounding favorite, but like, I could see these guys going into match play on, on the Europe side and and you know kind of embracing the underdog and, and playing well. So it right. should be very interesting to see. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So we don't have a lot uh for you besides that for this week, unless there's anything specifically you'd like to cover in inside the clubhouse. 
but um, next week we got the start of a new season. I don't know if we want to restart skins or not, but I think I kind of want to keep continuing my comeback to be quite honest. Yeah. We'll, we'll decide with Trevor next week, what we want to do is maybe in January. Uh, yeah. Maybe we do it at the end of the actual yeah. year. Yeah. Um, that makes more sense. Plus we have four skins on the line next week. So yeah, exactly. I want to, I, I want to, cause if I get that, like I'm not in it, but I'm, more in it yeah you're cutting the the lead yes exactly um but yeah other than that we'll see you next week for the uh fortinet or fortinet i don't know what it is uh well i guess we'll know when the coverage starts uh for the championship up there in napa a lot of wine to be had um so yeah see you next week Bye.